and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we declare that you are an awesome God. Lord, thank you for holding the whole earth, the whole of creation, and our lives into your hands. Lord, thank you for being faithful each day in our lives. Lord, we worship you, and we ask you that you'd speak to us and that you'd put courage in our souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let me read to you Hebrews chapter 4, two verses, and then we'll go to Hebrews chapter 5, 10 verses. So, medyo mahaba po, so please uh, follow along with me as we read together the scriptures. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. Since then, we have a great high priest who, is an, who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Now let's jump to chapter 5. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes his honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we are now in a series in Hebrews, and if you're familiar with the background of uh, the letter of Hebrews, the Jews, the Christian Jews, during that time were being tempted to go back to their old life and their old faith, Judaism, because of the suffering they were going through. Uh, they were mostly suffering from severe persecution. So if you think about us right now, maybe some of you are going through difficulties and hardships. I mean, this uh, lengthened uh, pandemic has affected all of us. And maybe some of you are thinking, maybe it would be better for me to go back to my old life. That was what was happening here when the author of Hebrews wrote this book. Now, the book of Hebrews, as has been mentioned uh, by Pastor Nixon and uh, some of the others, is called the Book of Better Things. 
the book of better things because the, uh, the author of Hebrews was trying to persuade the Jewish Christians that in Christ we have a better covenant. It was a better covenant because of a superior person, Jesus Christ. And the argument of the author of Hebrews is this, Jesus Christ is better than the prophets, he's better than the angels, he's better than Moses. And now in the text that we read just a while ago, he is making an argument that Jesus is and was better than Aaron, the first high priest of Israel. Now, think about high priest. If you look at what we've read a while ago, it says, For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. It, this is what a high priest does. They stand on behalf of all of the men, the Jews, in relation to God, and they offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Now, the most important duty of the high priest was to conduct the service on what they call the Day of Atonement. Only the high priest was allowed to enter the most holy place where they believe the presence of God resides. It was behind the veil. And only the high priest can go there, stand before God, and having made a sacrifice for himself and for the people, he would bring the blood into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle it on the mercy seat on God's throne. And he did this to make atonement for himself and for the people for all the sins committed during the whole year that just ended. Think about that. That's the most important duty of the high priest. And the Hebrew writer said, Jesus is the better high priest than Aaron and any high priest ever. Why? Three reasons. Right? This, is, this is a long verse and this is a, a rather complicated topic when we talk about the high priest. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it short and keep it real simple. Why is Jesus the better high priest? Number one, because of unlimited access. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, we read that Jesus, a great high priest, has passed through the heavens. Therefore, let us hold fast our confession. You see, before Jesus, access to God was very limited. One time, it was during the Day of Atonement, once a year only. One place, and it's the most holy place. Again, if you're familiar with the Jewish... Uh, lifestyle and religion, it's the temple where Christ res uh, where, the, where God resides. But then even in the temple, there's an outer court, an inner court, a holy place, and then the most holy place where the presence of God can be found. So it's one time, one place, only in the most holy place, and only one person have access to God. And guess who that is? It's the high priest. The high priest is the only person who has access to God, but only once a year, and only in one place. Now, when Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus now has access to God on an unlimited basis. He is right at the very throne of God. He is with God 24-7 for eternity. So how many of you know that's a better high priest? 
because He is interceding for us 24-7 at the very throne room of God, at the very presence of God. Now, why is this important for us? I remember Pastor Steve was sharing his story about about his uh, <laughs> about his balae in in Filipino and 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 he said his balae would say uh, I want you to pray pastor because you have access to God and a lot of people have said that about me my friends people in church pastor please pray for me because you have access to God you see we have this notion that up to now access to God is limited to only a select few but when we have Jesus as our high priest, that has changed. In fact, when Jesus died, and at the moment that he died, before he ascended into the heavens, the Bible says that the curtain of the temple, the veil that separates the most holy place, the presence of God from everyone, the curtain of that temple was torn into from top to bottom. It's almost as if Jesus our high priest is saying, there is now, because I am your high priest, there is now total and direct access to God for anyone, anywhere, anytime. Which means you, not only the pastor, not only a holy priest or a holy man, can access God, can get in the throne room of God, can have a time in the presence of God. But you and anyone else that put their faith in Christ as their high priest have access to God. Second reason why Jesus is a greater and better high priest is greater sympathy. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. I remember as a child, in my bedroom, <laughs> I vividly remember this, I would pray every night as a child. And my bedroom is a picture of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you face lang picture of Jesus. And when I would pray at night, and I had a good day, yung wala akong kasalanan, wala akong ginawang masama, I, I could look at him and pray confidently. But a lot of times, I know I wasn't a good boy. <laughs> so I was kind of scared to look at that picture. Parang pag tumingin ako, parang yung eyes niya, like, I'm watching you. I know what you did last summer. And I know what you did last summer part two. I mean, that scared me when I was a child. I remember, I don't know if you've grown up having someone, whether your parents or maybe yung kasambahay nyo, uh, nung bata kayo, diba? if you would do something mischievous uh, or something bad, you know how they would scare you. They said, oh, wag mong gawin yan, magagalit si Jesus. And all of us have had this picture, some of us have had this picture of Jesus sitting on a throne, yung masungit, ready to strike with lightning when you do something bad. Well, guess what? Maybe you don't have that picture. But we don't need anyone to scare us because sin creates a deep sense of guilt. And you think about guilt. Guilt is one of the most powerful negative emotions known to man which motivates much of our human behavior. I mean, think about this. 
How many of us have ever maybe not consciously thought about this, but this affects our behavior. I must work hard or I must work harder to erase my guilt. And when we just had our Holy Week, and I remember growing up in this country, uh, religious devotees, mapapapako sa cross, mag, uh, mag uh, hurt ng sarili nila, penitensya. Why? Because they want to work hard to erase their guilt. Now, maybe you're a Christian, you're saying, Pastor, I'm not doing that. But how many of us have ever thought, if I did bad, I need to do more for God? If, if, I, did, if I fell into sin, I need to read more of my Bible, cover to cover every day. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to give more. I, I'm going to volunteer more in church. I'm going to evangelize more. Why? Because we want to erase our guilt. Now, there's another extreme of that that says, I must deny my guilt. And these people would say, I've done nothing wrong, or I'm not as bad as others, so they never change. But guess what? Jesus, as our high priest, has experienced all kinds of temptations. Every temptation you faced, Jesus has faced. And yet, he did not sin. So what does that mean for us? Jesus is not quick to condemn. He knows how hard it is. He knows what you're going through. He knows the struggle. He knows the struggle is real. And He understands. And He cares. And the best of all, when you come to the throne of grace, like what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, He gives you help in time of need. God's grace is sufficient for our weaknesses because we have a great high priest who's helping us. And lastly, number three, Jesus is a better high priest because of his superior sacrifice. In verse 9, it says, He was being made perfect, so he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. As we have seen in verse 2, a high priest's duty is to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Now, here's the thing about Jesus as the great high priest. He not only offered a better sacrifice, he offered the ultimate sacrifice himself. Think about that. Jesus not only offered a better sacrifice, he offered the ultimate sacrifice himself the sinless Son of God. That's, this is the reason why in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12, it says, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, He sat down at the right hand of God. Parang pagkatapos nun, drop the mic na. Tetelestai, it's done, it's finished. And look at His sacrifice. His sacrifice is number one, for all time. It says, once. When you think about that phrase, sat down at the right hand of God, it means God is pleased completely. It's the perfect, complete sacrifice. It has taken away our sins. Therefore, there's no need for annual sacrifice. There's no need for repeated sacrifice. Jesus has done it for all time. 
another thing about this ultimate sacrifice is that this is for all people. This is for sins, for all sins. Whatever sin you've committed, whoever you are, Jesus has offered the ultimate sacrifice that enables us to receive forgiveness for that sin. I remember one of our uh, members in Every Nation, Laos, was giving his testimony. He said, I became a monk for 10 years. He was a Buddhist. And, uh, and he said, I became a monk so that I can pay for the souls of my family. Because they believe that if you serve two years in the temple, you're going to save one soul of your family member. Now, think about that. Offering a sacrifice of serving full-time in the temple to save one soul. But Jesus, as a great high priest, has offered the ultimate sacrifice. You don't have to do anything. You just have to receive it, believe it by faith. Whether you're a Buddhist or a Muslim, whether you're kind or unkind, whether you're rich or poor, you're young or old, Filipino or American, Catholic or Protestant, maybe you're from UP or Ateneo or another school, we don't have to sacrifice anything anymore to receive the forgiveness and the blessing of God. There was one sacrifice for all, the ultimate sacrifice by our one Lord, our great high priest, Jesus Christ. So let me end with a prayer for us for two things. First, I want to pray against condemnation. For some of you, we're going through condemnation. I want to pray against that. Second, I want to pray that we will have a full assurance of faith, of God's forgiveness, God's presence, and God's grace to help us in our time of need. Lord, thank you that you said in your word, in Christ there is now no condemnation. Lord, you said in John chapter 3, verse 17, you did not send your son to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Lord, I pray for those who are joining us in this devotion. We're battling with condemnation. We're battling with guilt. Lord, right now, I rebuke and I ask you to erase that guilt and condemnation because they have forgiveness in Christ. Lord, I also pray for all of us that you would give us a full assurance of faith that we have God's forgiveness, that we can enter God's presence, and that we can always access God's grace to help us in our time of need. Because you are our great high priest. Jesus, thank you. We worship you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship God again, and then let's end with a prayer of benediction.
last time you sing. We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of you. Here in your presence, we set our eyes on you. We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe. Thank you, Lord. I want to bless you today with a benediction in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to verse 22. Lord, I pray for every one of us that we will have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. Lord, thank you that you have opened that way for us. And Lord, since you are our great high priest, I pray that all of us would draw near every day with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Lord, I declare that our hearts are sprinkled clean, our, our consciences are clear, and our bodies are washed with pure water. So, Lord, thank you for this confidence and assurance. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.